thanks for joining us here at All Nations. We are a church in love with Jesus with a passion for you. Our mission is to bring those who are lost into a life fully devoted to Jesus. If you want to learn more about us as a church and what we do, you can visit us online at allnationswestend.com. Join us today as we hear from our senior pastor, Ross Coco. Thank you, Pastor Alex. Praise the Lord. You know, church, I want to see the power of God in this place. I want to see people delivered and set free. People that have been living under oppression of the devil. People that have been living under depression. People that have been living under strongholds, addictions. In the name of Jesus, we want to see the power of God setting people free in this place. Hallelujah. We need to continue to pray and believe, church. It's all by faith in the resurrected Christ. He, he is able to set anyone free because who the Son sets free is free indeed. Amen? So let's believe as a body of Christ. Let's believe for great things that God is going to do in this place, but in this city and in this nation. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Well, we'll have a good night tonight. Are we ready for the Word of God? Amen. Well, as Pastor Alex has mentioned, we've seen these disasters here, these, this fire that's ravaged Australia. But there have been numerous natural disasters taking place across the face of the earth. Recently and over the last number of years. We've seen disaster after disaster. And yes, they are very serious events that can impact thousands, if not millions of people across the world. But all these things we are witnessing in our generation, we have been warned will take place. These are written about in the Word of God. And these signs that are taking place are leading to a major event that will take place. And that is the rising up of the false prophet and the antichrist, the lawless one. And this will take place before the second coming of Christ. Amen? But the Bible warns us that there will be these natural disasters and there will be great tribulation across the face of the earth. And lawlessness will abound in these last days. But tonight, I'm not going to focus on these events, but rather of something else that the Bible warns us of that will happen in these last days. Does anyone know what that is? What was that? The rapture, yeah. But no, one of these things that is taking place at the moment and all these, these things that are happening, happening across the world, but happening, this is happening in the body of Christ. 
it's, I'll put you out of your misery. <laughs> All those things are true. Everything that's been mentioned is true. But that's not what I'm going to speak about. The thing that I'm speaking about is offence. Offence. Why am I speaking about offence? Well, the title of tonight's message is Guard Your Heart. Okay, as I always like to do is pray. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you, Lord. I thank you that you have come into our lives. I thank you, Lord, that you have given us light. You have shined your light into our hearts and into our minds. I pray, Lord, that tonight, Lord, that as your word goes forth, you are the word, but as your powerful anointed word goes forth, that people would receive it in their hearts and it will impact their lives, Lord. But it's all for your glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So let's look at what the Bible has to say about offence. Let's look at Luke 17, verse 1. Then he said to the disciples, It is impossible that no offences should come, but woe to him through whom they do come. Now, this is here where Jesus directly spoke of offence and how offence would come. He said, not that it should or that it might. He says that it's impossible that it won't come. It's impossible that offence will not come. So here we know that this is a serious matter. And Jesus even warns, but woe to him through offence that through which they do come. Woe to them that cause offence. See, church, in the book of Matthew, in the Gospel of Matthew, there is one chapter that speaks about the end times very profoundly. And we're going to read a few verses from Matthew chapter 24, verses 5 to 14. Now listen to what the word says here. It says, For many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ and will deceive many. Church, I gave, um, I think a few years ago, I gave an account of how many people are claiming in our generation to be Christ. They've risen up and deceiving many people and leading people astray. What is spoken of there has happened more in our generation than it, is, than it ever has since the history of Christ. That is an amazing thing because this is going to happen in the last days. And then it goes on to say in verse 6, And you will hear of wars and rumours of wars, but see that you are not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. So these are just warnings. We're seeing signs. What we're seeing are signs. They're warnings. But don't be troubled because that's not the end. 
Because what has to happen? In verse 7 it says, For nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom, and there will be famines, pestilences, and earthquakes in various places. And all these are the beginning of sorrows. The beginning of sorrows. And then it goes on to say, in verse 9, then they will deliver you up to tribulation and kill you. And you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. And we know that there is such a persecution of the church. Maybe not so much in this nation, even though people, when they want to express their point of view, if they don't believe in same-sex marriage, they'll get attacked. Even in this nation, we are seeing persecution of the church, but not as much as in other nations where they are killed to believe and to have faith in Christ. And then it says, and then many will be offended. And then many will be offended. See, great offence will take place. And then they will betray one another and they will hate one another. But the amazing thing is who are they speaking about in this passage of Scripture? It's not the world. It's the church. Let's read on. How do we know it's the church? Because then many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. And then what will happen? Verse 12. And because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. And in verse 13 it says, But he who endures to the end shall be saved. And we'll read verse 14. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations, and then the end will come. See, church, we need to be awake and alert because these things are coming in our time, in our generation. That is why it is so important that we guard our hearts. Do not allow offence to fester in your life. In the scripture here, it speaks of offence, then moving to betrayal, and then it turns into hatred. See, that's where it begins. And all of a sudden, and it says, and the love of many will grow cold. Because these are people that are wounded. The love of many, they will stop loving their brothers and sisters and ultimately they will stop loving God. But it all started with the seed of offense. Are you with me tonight, church? See, it all began with the seed of offense. And lawlessness, which we are seeing happening across the face of the earth, but unfortunately, we are seeing it happening within the church. What does lawlessness mean? It means sinful living. That's what it is. Lawlessness is sinful living. 
They are a law unto themselves. But verse 13 states that those who endure to the end shall be saved. See, the only way that we can endure to the end is if we guard our hearts. It's the only way we can endure to the end if we guard our hearts, church. It is so important that we do not allow the seed of offense to take place or to strike root in your heart. Offense will then produce the root of bitterness in your life. Church, when a person has reached this point, they will become spiritually blind. They won't see. They will completely be blinded to the truth. I'll reiterate, do not allow yourself to become offended. It is a scheme of the devil and it has brought down many Christians and it will continue to bring down many more. And this scheme has worked well in the past. That is why the devil continues to use it. He'll continue to bring offense. And you know where it happens? It happens within the walls of our church. It happens because brothers or sisters may have said something to you in a wrong way and you get offended. Well, I can tell you that is a scheme of the devil. Listen, church, no matter what anyone has said or done or supposed to have said or done, it does not matter. Do not harbor offense. It will only hurt you and bring you down. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 10 and 11, Now whom you forgive anything, I also forgive. For if indeed I have forgiven anything, I have forgiven that one for your sakes in the presence of Christ. Lest Satan should take advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. See, church, it's very clear. We need to keep a right heart. We have to have a forgiving heart. No matter what people do or what they say, sometimes we don't understand why they do certain things. But don't get offended. Be strong in the Lord. Hallelujah. And in the power of his might. Listen carefully, church. Unforgiveness, offense, bitterness is a fertile breeding ground for Satan to create havoc in your life. He will try and bring destruction into your life through those things. Do not give the devil any room to move in your life because he will try and destroy you. Church, keep a right heart before God. It's so crucial to your relationship with him and it's crucial to a successful Christian life. We know about the Bible story that's in 1 Samuel. It's when the Lord sends the prophet Samuel 
to go and anoint a new king of Israel because the Lord was so disappointed with the current king at that time, which was Saul. He was so disappointed that he asked the prophet Samuel to go and anoint the new king over Israel. So Samuel goes to the family of Jess, the Bethlehemite, to select from his sons the new king of Israel. And as we know, the story goes, there are seven sons that are brought before Jess. And all of them, from the eldest to the seventh one that came before him, were all rejected. They were all rejected. But there was one son left who even the father didn't even think about. There was one son that he wouldn't have even nominated to be the king. He was the youngest and he was given the duty to be the watchman over the family's herds of sheep. And he carried out his job so tenaciously and fiercely. He protected those sheep from wolves, from bears and from lions. Of course, we know that that young man's name is David. But in Israeli tradition, the oldest were always the first to receive the blessing. So God, the Lord, in his infinite wisdom, didn't choose to go with tradition. He chose David. Why? Why did he choose David? Well, in 1 Samuel 16, verse 7, it tells us. Let's look at, But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not look at his appearance or at his physical stature, because I have refused him. For the Lord does not see as man sees, for man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. See, church, the Lord chose David because of his heart. The Lord also said of David that he is a man after his own heart. It stands to reason that our hearts are very important to the Lord. Amen? Our hearts are very important to the Lord. Let's look at a couple of other scriptures on the heart. Let's read Jeremiah 17.10. I, the Lord, search the heart. I test the mind even to give every man according to his ways, according to the fruit of his doings. 1 Chronicles 28.9 As for you, my son Solomon, know the God of your father and serve him with a loyal heart and with a willing mind. For the Lord searches all hearts and understands all the intent of the thoughts. If you seek him, he will be found by you. But if you forsake him, he will cast you off forever. See, church, 
God looks upon the heart of man. So it stands to reason that we need to protect it. Are you with me tonight? We need to protect our hearts. God is looking at our hearts. We need to keep a right heart before God. Hallelujah. When we're born again, church, the Bible says that we are never the same again. Because it says if anyone is in Christ, they are a new creation. Old things have passed away. That means that our old self undergoes a transformation. Behold, all things have become new. See, we need to live as new creations, not as our old selves. We need to put the old self away and walk in the newness that is in Christ. And the only way we can walk in that newness of Christ is if we keep a right heart before him. Amen? It's the only way. The only way is if we keep a right heart before him. Church, I want to encourage you to keep a sweet heart a right attitude before the Lord. He's watching you. He knows your every move. See, you might be able to fool the people that are around you, but we can never fool the living God. If you've been wounded and discouraged, allow the Lord to be your source. Do not run to people. They are not your source. The Lord is the source. Amen. People will let you down, but the Lord will never let you down. He'll always be there for you because he will never leave you nor forsake you. In the NIV translation, it says this in Proverbs chapter 4, verses 23 to 27. Above all else, guard your heart. Above all else, guard your heart. For everything you do flows from it. Keep your mouth free of perversity. Keep corrupt talk far from your lips. Let your eyes look straight ahead and fix your gaze directly before you. Give careful thought to the paths for your feet and be steadfast in all your ways. And verse 27, do not turn to the right or the left Keep your foot from evil. They are certainly wise words. That is why guarding our hearts should be a priority. Do not allow your heart to become hardened like Pharaoh allowed his heart to be hardened. Do not allow your circumstances and the tribulations and the trials that you go through, don't allow it to harden your heart. Do not allow offense to penetrate your heart and create a stronghold in your life. Do not 
walk around wounded, otherwise you'll become easy prey for the devil. He would love to create more tribulation in your life. And do not be wise in your own eyes. That's what Proverbs chapter 3 verse 7 tells us. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. See, church, do not think that you know better than the Lord. Heed what the Word tells us to do. We need to continue to be sober and vigilant just as the Word warns us to. We need to be careful of offence. We need to be careful of offence. See, offence can start subtly. It can start without you even realising it, that you're harbouring something against a brother or sister because they looked at you the wrong way. They said something that upset you or you felt judged by something that was said by them. Whatever the reason, it's a very sneaky scheme that the enemy uses to bring a stronghold in your life. And before you know it, offense leads to bitterness. It leads to hatred, as the, as the Bible says. Offense will make the love of many grow cold. That's why, church, the Bible warns us, and this is what's going to happen in the last days, people will be offended. People will be offended also because they don't want to hear correct doctrine because they'll have itching ears and they want to live lives that are suitable to the way that they want to live them, not according to the Word of God. So they'll get offended. And we're seeing it happen now. Many churches are watering down the Word. Why? Because they don't want to offend anyone. Have you heard that? It's because they don't want to offend anyone. But the truth is the Word of God will offend you because you either accept it and you react on it or you reject it and get offended. Amen? It has power to change your life, but we need to receive it and believe it. Amen? I'll close on these last two verses of Scripture. They're well-known, but they're powerful from Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. It says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will do what? It will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Let's have the worship team come up. Amen. Church, 
if you have been in that position, if you've been offended, you've been hurt by someone in your family, friends, in the brother and sisterhood of Christ, if you've been offended, I encourage you tonight, don't allow that to fester anymore in your life. Take control of it. You will have such a release. You will have such a weight that is lifted off your shoulders. Your whole life will change. What the devil has purposed and has wanted to remain for your destruction, God can change in the twinkling of an eye. It just takes a heart that is willing to accept and repent and say, Lord, please forgive me. And if you have had something with a brother and sister and you've harboured that, go and meet with them. Go and tell them, you know, you did hurt me, but I forgive you. I want to move on. I don't want to harbour this anymore in my heart. I don't know the reason why you did it, but all I know is that Jesus is my Lord and I want to live a life that is completely submitted to him. And I want to encourage you and I want to have a relationship with you. What the devil purpose for our division and for me to harbour something against you, God can turn around for his glory. Amen. Church, I want to encourage you tonight. Let's get our hearts right. Let's guard them. Let's guard our hearts like the Bible tells us to and keep a sweet spirit. Keep the right heart. And when someone does upset you or does something to hurt you, you know what we do? We forgive them and we pray for them. Let's pray for them. Let's ask God to bless them and to change them because sometimes you don't know what they're going through in their life and why they've caused that pain or that hurt. So sometimes we need to see it through the eyes of God. Amen. So I just want to encourage you tonight, church. Let's have an amazing 220. Let's not let the devil have any victory in our lives in any area. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Bless you all. Amen. Thank you for connecting with us. We would love the chance to stay in contact with you. We want to help you find your next steps in life with vision and purpose through Jesus Christ. If you haven't already, you can jump onto our website at allnationswestend.com to find out more. We look forward to doing this journey together.